2: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small minute made slushy is just 159. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Zach. That's Rob <laughs> you hear the
3: Brian talking through the music. Well,
4: that's i Good,
3: Good evening everybody evening, and welcome long. to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. C2C radio Show is on the air. We're live at Spreaker.com, C2CRadioshow.com, and PW247radio.com. Broadcasting live from a multiple location station. It's all about the wrestling, y'all. That's what we're here for. Hopefully everybody has had a good week. You enjoyed some hot dogs, some hamburgers, some steaks, maybe some chicken, some chicken wangs. Maybe some, Perfect. some turkey, some, t- some turkey. Who eats turkey on Fourth of July? I oh, Just lots of barbecue stuff. Okay, it's barbecue stuff.
4: Barbecue turkey.
3: I or, mean, I guess you could. Possibly no. Could you barbecue uh, a turkey? No. I mean, people deep fry turkey.
4: Yeah, but that's different though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd put barbecue
3: on turkey. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that happen right now that you just don't know. I mean, you got to be careful. It's just one of those crazy times. People get crazy. They start doing things that are unheard of. Mm. I mean, you could barbecue a ham.
4: Mm. I
3: wouldn't recommend mm. it.
4: I will honey glaze a ham.
3: Ooh, honey glazed ham. Honey glazed Virginia ham. No.
4: You can't. You cannot honey glaze salted Virginia ham.
3: Doesn't taste right?
4: Uh-uh. I mean, salt and and, and glaze.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you're you saying it's not going to work.
4: Go get your little honey bear jar of honey that any 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 virginian should have in their cabinet that's right pour some salt into a tablespoon
3: (laughs) give it a try (laughs)
4: give it a try and see what happens
3: (laughs) uh it's time we want to just take a moment and remind everyone that these are the opinions of myself and brian not necessarily the opinions of that of rob hefner and if you get sick it's not our fault
4: uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you get honey-glazed ham, uh, salted Virginia ham.
3: I, I imagine there's, one. there's some good old country boys right now that have about vomited all of their chew all over the table.
4: One of them, the smart one, is already at the computer looking your address up. Right, right. Uh, Stan Grove <laughs> is trying to put a uh, salted ham and a honey-glazed ham. What?
3: They got uh, get the
4: pickup truck.
3: What's wrong with that guy? Get the pickup trucks. <laughs> We're Earl, gonna find get in him. the truck.
4: <laughs> We're going to honey glaze him.
3: <laughs> they coming back from Taz Will and Dinwiddie. we going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, I mean
4: Dinwiddie?
3: It's a good, who knows. Right now, there's a whole lot of time between now and the time we ever go back there. So I can say whatever I want. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. <laughs> So as you can tell, it's myself, Stan Grubb, and Brian Taylor. We are live and on the air. Rob Hefner is doing, I believe he's doing the traveling thing. I think he was heading home from being away for the 4th of July. Uh, So if he comes on here, it'll be uh, whenever he sees fit. But what did we have going on this week in the world of professional wrestling? Not a damn thing. That's what fans take, I guess. We had NXT's Great American Bash, night one, and we had AEW's Fighter Fest, night one. So we're going to, of course, talk about those two nights. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what is apparently... Uh, this little news bit came through this this weekend about uh, Shayna Baszler not being in favor with Vince McMahon. Not sure where that came from, but... That's the conversation piece that's going around right now. There is conversation about uh, there being some concerns about whether or not Ric Flair should really be showing up on Monday Night Raw in the middle of people not wearing their masks. And let's see. I'm just going to say, oh, yes. And, of course, the report of uh, Kyrie Sane, after this Monday night, no longer a part of WWE. At least that's the going rumor. There's no confirmation yet. Yeah, but what? But there's something
4: about the her being the uh, ambassador to WWE Japan or Borean or whatever they're going to call it.
3: Well, there has been a lot of talk about there being a WWE Japan, but I think with COVID 19 hitting, it has literally stalled out. Any plans that World Wrestling Entertainment has made, as far as any further expansion, and if after the releases that we saw earlier this spring and summer, I, I just don't know that there's going to be um, any strength in that kind of a group. I, I couldn't see, excuse me, I couldn't see NXT Japan or WWE Japan being being a major player. Um, I, mean, I don't.
4: A... I don't think they will be a major player, no way. Because I, I don't think you're going to get past New Japan. I think they're going to find out how big New Japan is over there, and I imagine they will be small potatoes.
3: Well, and you know, you'd get the in the short term, you'd get the oh, it's WWE, they're coming over, so they would show up. But I would have to agree with you. I figure that it's uh, it's only a matter of time, and it wouldn't be a very long time that wwe japan would just fall flat i mean wwe or nxt uk was prominent i mean they had some some promise to it but you know promise only gets you so far when it comes to pro wrestling you've got to have something that delivers and outside of the same uk fans watching just about any wrestling they can get their hands on and do you blame them you know you, you don't because wrestling's on right um But outside of those same folks watching, you really didn't have any growth. You didn't have anybody really talking about it. There was no conversation piece about, ooh, this is what WWE is doing now. It was, well, okay, there's another promotion out there that may or may not get the attention of, uh, you know, wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now with the speaking out movement, uh, WWE or NXT UK is supposedly going to be closing.
4: Shutting the doors, huh?
3: Well, I mean, with all of the people that were suspected of doing just some real crappy behavior, um, plus a lot of people that didn't want to be working in the same locker room as people as that, there's been a lot of discussion that there's just not a need for it. Now, there's no confirmation. All of this still is speculation, but there's a lot of talk that WWE or NXT UK is going to be shutting its doors pretty quick.
4: Well, in that special.
3: I honestly Isn't never watched
4: special? NXT
3: UK.
4: Um I remember what that first pay-per-view,
3: Mhm, The Crown the UK Champion, I remember that.
4: Yeah, I watched that and maybe one or two after that. Um but the hard part is sometimes it's can be too much wrestling. Mhm. And you know, some things <laughs> take the back burner with all intention of, you know, watching it later and then later turns into next week, next week, 3 weeks, a month, six months, you know.
3: Yeah. So. Well, that's kind of like what what I did this week with uh, AEW and NXT. Like I knew I was I was not going to be able to flick back and forth between the shows and keep up properly. So I watched AEW live because it's live and I watched NXT today. Because I knew that I'd have the opportunity to watch it on demand whenever it was ready. And I don't know about you, Brian, but when a product is live and a product is taped, that, to me, they both have different feels.
4: Uh, Alright, so we've, we've had the, kind of this conversation on, in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I, we probably broached the idea before, I'm sure, you know live on air. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of different. I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I don't, I don't, uh, get wrapped up in what the audience does anymore. Mm. Right. Cause you know, in, in the, in the eighties in the nineties, in the early two thousands, you know, if Flair or Hogan or Austin or the rock or you know, Undertaker, you know, some of these really, even Cena, um, you know, some of these people would come out and the crowd would just go ballistic, right? Mm-hmm. So you could literally be in another room and, oh, that's great, Supercard. Uh, it, um, <laughs> well, Supercard's got one of those uh, stupid little patterns up. I hate And those. I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. So, uh, anyway, so, you know, certain people would come out and you could be in, like, the other room. You could be down the hallway. And if the TV was up loud enough, you know, you would know something big was going on. You know what I'm saying? hmm And I just don't think we have that. So, I guess, in my mind, um, I've kind of... Just not really paid no attention to the crowd anymore. It, to me, the crowd isn't as important as others may put stock in.
1: Mm-hmm. If
4: that makes sense, I mean that's just to me, right? Um, you know, I can remember in the '70s, you had, you had the the grandmothers in the front row, and then the you know the crowds were different in the 70s, 80s, and you know, they just, now I, I don't really feel the energy out of crowds anyway. Um, only on certain occasions, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, like Jericho, when when there's a full arena, and Jericho comes out, and everybody sings his song. You know, right, he gets out of electricity. Um, you know, when Cena would come out, and you know the the half the crowd would cheer them, and the other half would boo them, and you know so there was a certain electricity. But God, I just I don't know. I just I don't feel that electricity no more. And, and I guess for me, the crowd is no longer important. I just want to see the in ring product. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that at a certain point when you are, um, I think at a certain point when you are watching and just taking in what's happening in front of you, you can't help but but focus on what draws your attention the fastest. So in some regards, it's going to be, in some regards, it's going to be, you know, a conversation of, okay, well, who is the, who's the crowd paying attention to? In others, it's, who's performing better, but at the same time, when you look at, especially now, it really is about who can work despite a crowd. Not better in front of a crowd, but despite a quiet crowd or despite there being a small crowd. Because some of these people, um, from at least from NXT, this is their first exposure to wrestling in general as far as performing in front of a crowd. So right. when they were in full sail university and they were having an open crowd they were used to that and then there's no crowd there was wow this is really a huge test you know are they a deer in the headlights or can they still perform for the camera and aew they just did it so well from the beginning they just found a way to make it work and i i think it just was a creativity they just were able to say you know what, we're just going to do this and it worked Well, you know, I I
4: think the other thing for me, too, is so like we do, uh, you know, commentary, Mm -hmm. right, for UCW. And I guess like when I do commentary, you know, I got to kind of feed off off the crowd. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you got to kind of tone it out some. So you can, you know, try and stay focused. And I, I don't know, maybe that's carried over a little bit where. You know, I, the um, because I'm not there, feel feeling the crowd.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: because there's a difference between when you watch it on TV, right, and right. when you're there and you can feel that energy. Maybe I just, I, I, don't, I don't even, I, I, I was kind of weird, but you know, maybe I just can't connect to a TV audience mm-hmm. like I. I could have at one time whereas live uh, to me it's the easiest thing in the world to feed off of their energy
3: I don't think that you can ever replace the feel of a true live crowd like being in attendance and feeling the energy of the people that could be goofy they could be annoying you they could be you know right on point with who they're cheering for or they're cheering for somebody you don't like but either way you're able to feed off it because you're right next to him versus you know when you're on television or when you're watching on television it's you know unless you've got and and i i continue to do it i'll I'll do it until
2: is it acceptable to go to mickey d's just for a drink (laughs) of course it is but good luck leaving with just a drink it's more than a drink it's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small minute made slushie is just 1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: You can't get much for 5 bucks these days.
3: AEW has mastered the art of of utilizing a small crowd. And I think it's because they just have a greater respect for what it's like to work in front of a crowd of 100 versus a crowd of 5,000. And I don't mean that as a slight. I just mean that these are people that literally cut their teeth in front of 12 people, and now they're in a big stage, so they know how to do it on either side.
4: Yeah, and, And you're not talking like they didn't just cut their teeth in front of the this size crowd for six months to a year
3: no this was years
4: you know some yes some of these guys i would imagine that probably the majority of their careers Mm -hmm. you know uh, were of a size between this and say 500 people at that you know 200 people
3: i mean look at at a guy like cole cabana that's a great example
4: yeah, well, I, I think even like uh, uh, Christopher Daniels, you know, if you look at him, when he was the fallen angel, mm-hmm. you know, before, before impact, you know, everybody, you know, if you followed wrestling, you knew who <coughs> Christopher Daniels was, but I mean, it's not, he was playing in front of <coughs> crowds, right. You know, any, any, he, he wasn't. In arena shows, he wasn't in... You know, he wasn't... I'll, I'll lay money, he wasn't even in front of shows on a regular basis that looked like Impact at the time.
3: Yeah. <clears throat>
4: so, and, I mean, and guys like that have a lot of experience.
3: And that's where guys like that are able to shine because they can connect on an individual basis. If they know that they've got five people in a crowd, they'll find that the and this is where the term is used properly, they'll find the mark in the crowd and make them work for it. Mm-hmm. And, and well,
2: that's
3: I the think, best part.
4: Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is where I, I think in the WWE, everything is is handed to you, right, for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right? We've heard these reports that, you know, you're going to do certain things, you're going to come out of the... I mean, you're you're going to even come out of that curtain a certain way. Right, right. You know, every everything is said, you're going to do this, this, and this.
3: This is very important. You may
4: have, right? You may have some leeway, you know, in, in the back as far as how you how how the match gets put together. But at the end of the day, when it's run by Vince, and Vince's like, "No, I don't like that," you know, it's got to be changed. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I think in AEW you know, they they have not lost that art of being able to change it on the fly, being able to, to put it together in the back and coming out and you know, when they realize even in front of that 10, 15, 20 person audience at first,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know, well if it did if it didn't pop them something's not working, let's let's change it up and go to the next one. And I, I just think you're looking at two different uh, philosophies of the company. I think you, re- you really see that in this environment where, again, right. AEW, they know how to pop that 10, 15, 20, 50 person crowd. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of guys in the WWE that have never been in front of that type of crowd because they were never, they didn't have to cut their teeth in that environment.
3: Right. You know. Right.
4: Some of these guys come from college sports and go right in, and you know. So,
3: yeah, I mean, you get guys like uh, Mojo Rowling and uh, even mm-hmm. Baron Corbin, who came pretty well right off the gridiron, right, right out of the NFL.
4: Right. Yeah. Whereas guys like Rollins,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
4: he, he I don't. I don't think he's lost it, but I think it, it's being tempered. You know what I'm saying? I, I think. They're still like holding him back from letting him go and, and somebody like that, you could really teach these other performers stuff like this. Drew McIntyre's another one. you know those evolved crowds that he was in front of uh, you know weren't necessarily the biggest. The crowds from overseas may not have been the biggest. but if you let them go and do what do what they know they can do, Mm-hmm. You probably get a, a difference of opinion. I'm not saying you're going to beat a you know, there you're going to look better than AEW in this, but I mean now would be the time to be like Seth, uh, go out there and perform like you're performing in front of ten people and seven of them are your relatives. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so, and that's
3: and that's where that's where some of these shows like Great American Bash versus. You know, Fighter Fest, that's where you start seeing distinct differences. You know, I, I noticed this with the way the, the, the Great American Bash opened up versus the way Fighter Fest opened. Night one, you had Private Party and the Inner Circle. You had on the Great American Bash, you had the Fatal Four Way with uh, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. You know, they, they change it up because they think this is going to help to stretch the match out. It does to an extent, but the match, in my opinion, was very, very just overdone. Versus, and I, Brian's heard me say this, I've criticized Private Party for coming off too choreographed, but their fight with the Inner Circle had a much more organic feel, and, it, and because of that, ended up being a much better way to start the night.
4: Yeah, no, I have yet to see the four-way. Uh, that was one that I want to see. Um, but again, I, I, I especially somebody like Private Party, right? Mm-hmm. So Private Party should not, at this point in time, have that, have that uh, deer in the headlight look in front of, you know, 20 people. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think this was their environment. You know, to go out there and, oh, you know, we're, we're back home.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, you know, um, we're, we're with a tag team that, uh, you know, is probably one of the better ones in the entire world. Um, in, uh, oh, what are they calling themselves now? Um, oh, man and Ortiz and Santana.
3: Oh well, they, they're the sure. inner circle. I just refer to him as that because I don't give oh. that stupid oh. proud, proud and powerful name any kind of. <laughs> there it is. Of, that,
4: that's a, yeah. Proud and boring. So,
3: Sorry, hate but, that
4: name. I mean, you you have a you have a really good tag team in Santana and Ortiz who, mm-hmm. who can apply their craft anywhere in the world, and you know you got Private Party and up and coming, and they don't have to. To me, at there, there should be butterflies, but it shouldn't be as bad as if that arena was full. You, you know what I'm saying? I think I they were kind of tempered a little bit, and they went out there, and they they did their thing. and um, I think that's why it worked. I was a little shocked it worked, but I, I, I kind of enjoyed that much. may not have been my favorite of the night, but I, I thought it was pretty good to start.
3: Well, and, and, and actually, the, and, and I, I got to correct myself right, right off the bat, that actually isn't what started the night. I, I don't know why I had it written down as what it did, but actually what started the night out, which was really good, even still, was a very old school tag team match, in my opinion, between MJF and Wardlow and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy.
4: Um, that was first? Yeah. See, now you yeah, got I, I,
3: I had my notes all jacked up, so I had to, I had to look it back up to be sure. Because I was as we were talking, I'm like, wait a minute. Did that really do that? And then I had to go back and I was like, oh, wait, it was this. Um, one of the things that I noticed right away in Fighter Fest was someone obviously told these guys, when it comes to the tag team, cut off the ring cut off the ring because everybody was paying really close attention to doing that and it was a great thing to see done because they don't do it very well in wwe they don't cut the ring off they don't do any kind of psychology for tag team wrestling well mjf and wardlow did a hell of a job keeping jungle boy isolated in the corner they did the hot tags, they did or not the hot tags, but the fast tags in and out, and they kept working it out so that Luchasaurus would have ultimately get the hot tag. But it was kind of crazy because they did it again to Luchasaurus so that Jungle Boy got the hot tag. I don't know <clears throat> if you noticed that, but they actually did it the hero in peril twice in the same match.
4: Um I don't know if I, I if I Paid attention to it. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I will have to say, if you look at probably, you know, if you're going to construct, if you're in the back and they're like, hey, you and this guy are in a tag team match versus these two, you know, do your thing. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Who better to go pick the brain of than Arn Anderson or Tully Blanchard?
3: Right. Exactly. I, I
4: mean, even. Even, dare I say it, Billy Gunn, right? Sure. Um, three of, you know, some of the, the best tag teams ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll lay money. They, they, they know the psychology better than anybody else. And these these kids are learning from them. And, you know, even even like a guy like Wardlow, who probably, due to COVID, hasn't tagged but so much with MJF. What, I think this is, what, the second time? Or was this the first time they've tagged?
3: I felt like this was maybe the first or second time they've actually legitimately tagged together.
4: Yeah, well, I'm trying – I think they said it. Uh, I don't remember, but I thought they said it. But, yeah, I mean, so you got two people that have – never really tagged together you know as far as I know against uh, you know people that tag together on a weekly basis you know why wouldn't you if you're MJF or Warlock go hey uh, what do you think about this how do you know give me some pointers how do, how do I you know how do we make the hot tag work and you know so hopefully they did it and they again they learned from some of the best or, I mean, you should be able to learn
3: from them. If you can't, then you're doing it wrong. I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You've got two literally of the best to ever do it. I mean, not just wrestle, perform as a singles, but tag team wrestling excellence. When you think of right. Kelly Blanchard and Arn Anderson, and if you can't learn from those two guys, then, yeah, you're absolutely doing it wrong. Um, but they did it really well. Uh, they even got Marco's Stun involved, which, can I say it? Is it okay if I say it now? I think I'm done seeing Marco's stunt for a while.
4: Hey, stop it! You stay.
3: I think I'm done.
4: you st- You stop guy. with Marco's stunt. You it's, leave
3: him alone. It's like a it's like a useless wrestling buddy. You just throw him all over the place.
4: And and that is that is what he is there for right now. Yeah, but we've he, seen he,
3: Mysterio go into the go get thrown like a javelin. We don't need to see it every week. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I, I, so I'm not saying every week, but you know, uh, I I don't mind him that much. Um, he he gives you something different mm-hmm. when he when he does wrestle. Um, and he just I think it's like a weird a weird combination that hopefully they're going to figure out and I, I'd almost put Marco in like a, a, um, like a, a tux not a tux but a business suit maybe
3: mm-hmm.
4: and have him be you know like the, their true manager for it's all said and done
3: I could be okay with that you know if he's kind of a, a rah-rah kind of guy on the outside that way if when he does something it can be special it can be important you
4: know yeah um, but again I, I don't I don't mind him I think I think it's just to me it's some weird little compliment mm-hmm. that when he gets involved he gets involved and you know it doesn't really amount to anything but when it de- when it when eventually when it does I think um, people go nuts for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it just, it was, it felt good to see, um, honestly, it felt good to see Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy win for once. Mm -hmm. I get tired of seeing them lose. I mean, I think we all said that we thought that they were going to lose, but I was glad Mm -hmm. to be wrong. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't, MJF loses nothing by losing in a tag match. And if anything, this helps his cause with Wardlow as... "Quote unquote," teasing possibly some friction between the two down the road to see if that's yeah, well, the best thing that they can do. Yeah, and,
4: and again, I don't, um, I don't think this loss is going to hurt either one of them because combined, I think they only lost three this entire year. Right. <laughs> and, right, and you know, prior to, I think it was three prior to uh, Fighter Fest. So, I really I, I really think they can, uh, you know, one loss isn't going to hurt them too bad. Yeah. So, but did, did you, do you still have the predictions? Uh,
3: you know, I remember them pretty well. Does that count?
4: Because I, I think there was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot wrong. I think th- I think we got a lot wrong this week.
3: Oh, yeah, we definitely missed the boat. On a lot of our predictions. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I know all three of us predicted that MJF and Wardlow was going to win. And I think that that came from just the momentum that MJF has. Although, Mm. you know, I got to say.
2: Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small Minute made slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink.
1: And right now, a small Minute made slushie is just one fifty-nine. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
3: Hey, his robe did not look good. You know, like his his bathroom. It, yeah, exactly. That's it. It looked like he was fresh out of his mom's shower with her robe.
4: <laughs> hey, don't don't give them no ideas, right? Don't, don't don't give them no ideas.
3: It's already been done. Somebody put it on Twitter. I wish I could take credit for the joke, but it was already on Twitter, and he already retweeted it, saying, "Who said this?" So it's,
4: it's, you know, I, I
3: think right. that's I I think.
4: To get on a, a tangent, right? Yeah. To get on a side note, not a tangent, but a side note. So I really would have loved to, if, if you could take today's social media and implant it into 83, 84, 85, on up to probably 2000s, right? So we'll give you 15 years of classic wrestling
3: mm-hmm. with
4: social media right
3: you think it's toxic now
4: yeah well not toxic (laughs) but can you imagine the hijinks that would go on on social media flair would probably be kicked off of twitter and facebook
3: he'd be removed from the business he'd be (laughs) out of business because he'd have been sending dick pics (laughs) 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 for fans to meet him at the the marriott after the show (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh my God. Hogan.
3: I mean, I, I, oh, I think
4: yeah. there would have been some crazy fan interactions because I, I think back then just based off of like, um, the, you know, just what I, I kind of experienced back then with how they did interact with fans Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it would it would have been absolutely crazy to see some of these guys in their prime uh with social media.
3: How about Macho Man? He'd have gone nuts.
4: Oh yeah. Oh they <laughs> they would have race. drove him nuts. Yeah, they would have drove him nuts. Are you kidding me? He would have been given the death threats. Yes. <laughs> People yeah. hitting
3: on Elizabeth, he'd be like, You're gonna die. I'm gonna get your address and I'm drive you home. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Rude would have messed with people. <laughs> Kurt Henning would have played all oh, kinds of tricks Oh, could
4: on you people. imagine Rick Rude? <laughs> oh, my God. What, we, we, may have to, we may have to reimagine tweets or something. You know, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh,
3: man. Mean reimagine Jesus tweets sorry. from the 80s. <laughs> I think that, that we're definitely doing that. I'm going to have to get together and start writing some stuff down, but we're definitely doing that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that that could that could be fun. <laughs> All right, so anyway, back to back, back to what we were talking about, MJF. Uh yeah, I mean he just I think he gets it, right? So I don't think we've seen I think we're just watching this character turn into mm-hmm. the next great heel. And he uses you know he's, he's he uses everything at his disposal to to just keep driving that point home.
3: Well, and here's the here's the thing: does he ultimately get to be like Flair, like Piper, where nothing he does makes people mad anymore?
4: Yes. And, and if they, so, all right. So let me back. Let me rephrase that. If he stays A.E.W., oh, excuse me. right, where apparently they give a lot of leeway for this stuff, then yes. But if he goes WWE where it's more, the, you know, the screws are tightened down a little bit and you can't do but so much and you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think the WWE would get his gimmick because... Again, it would have to be, it would be ratcheted down. Oh yeah, definitely. So He wouldn't. You would. Yeah, you wouldn't get a hundred percent MJF. You would get some watered down version of him, and that wouldn't fly. But if he stays AEW, or. I don't know where to go to impact or, you know, something like that. New Japan,
3: mm-hmm.
4: if it comes to the States on a regular basis and they just allow him to keep doing what he's doing. Give it a year and a half, two years, and it won't matter what he does. He'll be so over, they'll they'll cheer him.
3: I will say it looks like AEW blew their entire pyrotechnics budget on Chris Jericho coming out to do commentary.
4: He's the GOAT.
3: Good Lord, man.
4: He's the GOAT.
3: Let's burn Daly's place down to the ground because Chris Jericho is coming to do commentary. He's the GOAT. It's a great, great Canada Day jacket he has. (laughs) So, uh...
4: Go
3: ahead.
4: No, go ahead. You go
3: so, NXT, of course, like we said, started off with the Fatal 4 Wave. Tegan Knox comes away with the victory. She's the new number one contender for Io Shirai. Did I say contendo? Contender. There we go. For Io Shirai uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm okay with that. I <laughs> I feel like Candice LeRae doing what she's doing is kind of dumb. I don't like the heel turn. Up oh, there's MJF in his mother's bathrobe. Um <laughs> Uh, Let's see. Mia Yim, I feel like this could have been an opportunity for her because sooner or later you have to start moving some of your talent around and if you just keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting the same results. You're not going to get anything better. You're not going to get anybody talking. And as much as I like seeing Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox go back and forth because they have had a great feud, um, I just don't don't see it going that next level. I just don't see that happening. but if you go from the Fatal 4-Way to the next match for Great American Bash, which was Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorkin, this was a, just a straight-up fight for a good 10, maybe 12 minutes. And ended in a real nice submission tap-out. Uh, Thatcher is a stud, and I don't care what anybody says. He, he will never, in my opinion, he'll never get the true option or opportunity to wrestle the way he can wrestle in WWE, he'll never get that chance. He's having some great uh, yeah. matches right now, but outside of NXT, they won't let him do it.
4: Yeah, it's it's a style that they don't particularly care for.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That's uh, that's why everybody gets changed. You know, they 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 want them to go the WWE style. Yeah, and again, Matt Riddle's the same way. Watch what I'm telling you about Matt Riddle. Eventually. Matt's probably going to change his look and he'll start wearing probably the ankle boots and <laughs> it'll be like, well, that's not Matt Riddle. Right, right. And, you know, well, no, that is Matt Riddle. That's Vince's version of Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm.
3: So and with the they should come getting... back
4: with Tough Enough.
3: With Tough Enough?
4: No, not Tough Enough. Uh, Brawl for All.
3: That's, oh, yeah. Please, go. please, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's two guys in this world that would watch it. <laughs> Vince Russo's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I mean, they got they
4: got some, they could probably have some pretty decent matches this go around, though.
3: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, you've got Riddle, you've got Tim Thatcher. You know, those two would be great. I would mm. guess.
4: Joe Brock in there?
3: Oh, Yeah. Well, no, Brock would get knocked out. Here's what would happen. Brock had the experience, and somebody would get lucky and land a haymaker to his jaw. <laughs> and his career's over. And it would be, it would be somebody like, uh, it wouldn't be Braun. It would be like, it would be, it would be like Dexter Loomis or something. Like, you know, a promising up-and-comer, but. And Braun Strowman, here's another one that would get hurt. He'd get taken down and tear his quad.
4: So, so what you're saying is it would be almost a virtual repeat from the first go-around.
3: Oh, for sure, for sure. Like people would, people would be pissed because if they get Roman in there and he wins, it's gonna be like, oh, it's a fix, and then he'd get knocked out by Butterbean or whoever the the flavor of the month is. (laughs) (laughs) Butterbeans. I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's crazy to me that that no one just says, okay, look, we've had two weeks of injuries. Stop it. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) We're
4: calling it.
3: No, no,
4: I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I think just based off of that documentary. Hey pal, this is a good idea.
2: (laughs) Hey Vince, we should probably
4: stop this Vince, We should stop this. (laughs) Hey pal,
3: this is a good idea. (laughs) You gotta see it through. There's some real yeah, promise to these guys.
4: Nope, <laughs> nope. No, we're gonna get we're gonna get Williams over, and he's gonna face Austin for the world title. We're not screwing up WrestleMania. And bam, guess what happens?
3: <laughs> uh hey Vince, we uh, we screwed up. Uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fire him. <'em. laughs> Already fired. Uh oh man. Yep, between mean tweets to the stars of the eighties so what, what, uh, should we leave twenty. <laughs> uh, so Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorkin, second match of the night for Great American Bash. This match should have started the night for me because I really got into this matchup and I hear him, he's joining us. We have got Rob Hefner live and in living color with us.
5: What, what up, fellers? Uh, Sorry about my up. hardiness.
3: Alright. So we're talking about we're doing the breakdown between the Grand American Bash and Fighter Fest, night one of each event. We've already talked about um how how the night started. You had uh, Lucha Express versus MJF and uh um Wardlow. There we go. And then again <laughs> sorry Wardlow, didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> and then the fatal four way over yeah, on NXT side. Don't tell him that. He'll knock me up. <laughs> and on the NXT side, you had Dakota Kai, uh, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae for the number one contender spot for the women's title. Um, I felt like Oni Lorcan and Timothy Thatcher was a better option to go with for starting the show. Just looking back at it, it was just a, a more physical start, and it didn't have any kind of. Uh, Sorry, Rob. It didn't have the Hefner rule get exercised four times throughout the match, whereas the uh, Fatal 4-Way definitely did. And if since it was elimination style, why do that? You don't have to do that. It's elimination style, but oh. Yes, we do. Uh,
5: I like the, um, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I agree. I mean, You needed a fast-paced start and something to get the people's attention.
3: It just felt so forced. Like there was one shot where Mia Yim has got uh, Tegan Knox, and, and this is towards the end of the match. Yim goes to the ropes and kind of does this, like uh, like she's posing in the middle between the top and the middle rope. And Knox goes and charges her, but Yim doesn't dodge it. She just nonchalantly steps away from the ropes but Nox just keeps running and literally ducks and goes under the bottom or under the the top rope goes to the outside and then plays it off like she's been thrown to follow it up Mia Yim does the same thing there's literally no one else in the ring with you two but you just yeah I got thrown how no one touched you magic right right The art of
5: Memorex they are full sale. They got editing departments.
3: They do. They do. They have a good quality editing department over at Full Sail University.
5: <laughs> oh my
4: god! Which professor are you trying to kiss butt on? That? I don't know
3: what you're talking about.
5: High quality.
3: <laughs> high quality talent over there.
5: Well, I think what they were looking at was the history of NXT women's matches. You know, and in the past when they've done these things and they put multiple women in the matches, it was like. You know, it was just like, click, like, fire. But you can't have it all the time. Right. And I think that's what they were going for, and that's not what was delivered.
3: Yeah, they just, I think they had a plan, they had a vision, and they just failed to execute.
5: Yeah, I think the ones putting the show together saw, saw, that, hey, this is what it could be. And the performance just didn't match up with the expectations. Yeah.
3: Now, when you go through and, and look at the next matchup from Fighter Fest, Women's Championship, Penelope Ford and Hikaru Ishida, um I was really surprised by how good this match was. And I'm glad for that because it means that Penelope Ford is continuing to improve. Um, it actually looked to me like Ford was going to win this match at a couple points.
5: All I know yeah. is I'm glad I didn't bet on anything, because I would have laughed.
3: Yeah, apparently we all suck at predictions, by the
5: way. Because I looked at all my picks, and yeah, that would have been bad. I'd have yeah. been leaving the, the, the casino. like uh, No, they'd have given me a suite at the casino.
3: Oh, yeah, they had comped you. They'd have comped you. They said, spend more money. Come on, do us a
5: favor. Yeah. By the way, we have an ATM that has zero surcharges right <laughs> over there.
3: What's that, Brian? Hey, did, you, did you not get comped?
4: Mm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't gamble in the casinos, the joints.
3: Yeah, you go to the place, you do the thing.
4: No, I, 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 if I were to lay down money it'd be like a penny or quarter slots so oh
3: wow would
4: i would get- i would really have to get lucky for them to come, <laughs> come <over> for me <laughs> you,
3: so you're there with the senior team then <laughs>
4: uh no i'm just i so i've never really been into uh doing anything like that i think i've only been to two casinos
0: wow
4: one uh for horses and i walked away with 80 bucks so that was Kind of cool, and the other was a trip in Canada. We went yeah. to a casino down the down the street.
2: And we spent a lot casino. of money.
5: International casinos don't count.
4: Yeah, we yeah we we spent a lot of quarters. <laughs> we didn't get nothing
5: out of it. So I've been to two. Yeah, made money at both times and walked away. Yeah. Put a couple dollars in the slots, earned 15, walked away. Everybody was like, what are you doing? You're ahead. Uh, exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm walking away.
3: That's the point. So we go side to side again. Two-on-one handicap match, Robert Stone and Aaliyah versus Rhea Ripley. That was what followed Thatcher and Oni Lorcan. On the other side of that, when you had Penelope Ford and Sheeta, like we said, none of us expected the match to go quite the way it did. But I was really, really actually thinking that Sheeta was going to lose the title at one point. It it really felt like. And then when Kip Sabian runs down to the ring with the cane, which that they, they've got to... If you're going to do these these stretched out moments where, oh, here comes someone to the cheat. It's that dastardly Kip Sabian. Maybe, maybe make it less telegraphed.
4: Maybe. What do you, I mean, what do you mean less telegraphed? The entrance ramp is only like uh, three
3: feet. Yeah, that's true. There's not exactly a lot of distance to cover <laughs> from, from entrance to ringside.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not like he can, you know, in a normal entrance where he can run down to the ring and hide on the outside and skirt around the back side. You know, they, they, there's no big production with this. He can't run out to the ring. He has to walk. He's got that, you know, you see the cane in his hand. It's like, oh, okay. Here it goes. Ah. And he pitches it
3: a foot. You know? But that's the thing. It's like it's it's the ref, it's Sheeta. it's Ford. And they all see him. They're like, hey, is a well, guy I, with a cane coming yeah, through the again, again,
4: <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a lot of room to work with here. You
3: know, or uh, Penelope Ford is not trying to, you know, use her feminine wiles to distract the ref or, you know, none of that. It's just, oh, hey, look, it's Kip. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the cane. <laughs> hey, Kip, what's going on? <laughs>
4: I, I, I mean, they're so close. I think even if the ref had his back turned, he would be able to smell any <laughs> any perfume or whatever coming off somebody outside the ring.
3: He'd smell oh, look, body fresh. I, I
4: smell <laughs> a new person in the arena. Who's,
5: oh,
4: look, there you are.
3: Oh, tip, oh. you, silly, you silly goof. <laughs> <laughs> With your However did t-shirt. you show up? He'd <laughs> <laughs> hear the footsteps.
5: <laughs> you could hear the door open in the back. Somebody must be here.
4: Yeah, you might very well be able to feel the tremors as they walk across the ramp.
3: Why is the ring shaking? What the hell? <laughs> you know,
5: you know when they open the back door and the curtain blows. Ah,
3: hey, <laughs> hey, Kip, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> thanks for coming by with the cane and everything. Wouldn't have believed for a second that you were going to try to use that thing. <laughs> Pshaw. <laughs> um let's see the handicap match was what it was I will say this Robert Stone is actually improving comedically with his timing that's that's probably the best compliment I can give this match
5: I just feel sorry for Rhea Ripley because you know like look, looking on the sheets she's like really exactly really this is I. This is where I've come to, you know. Like, I don't get like a a rematch for the title that you know. Hey, <laughs>
3: that I should have never lost.
5: Yeah, because oh, that's right. I'm not stuck in another country. I'm right here in Florida.
3: Yeah, right, right. I wasn't fired. Uh, I still work here, and uh, yeah, I'm actually just down the street. Um, hello. <laughs>
4: Well, they, they really need to, I think, probably fire their the person that keeps t- track of talent, you know. I wonder if it's the same person that let Rick Rude show up on the same programming or different programming on the same night, you know. Oh, I didn't same? understand his contract was expired. Oh, I thought Rhea Ripley was in, you know, overseas. I didn't know she was right around the corner. I mean, literally that. Rhea's
5: career is just taking a turn for the worst. She said uh, she was in Landstown, not London Town. Oh, (laughs) oh. Ah, geez. (laughs) Boy, is (laughs) our
3: face red. We're so
5: embarrassed. Cell signals can be a B, you know.
3: You know, okay, does anybody want to take bets to see if perhaps AEW's puppy battle royal? Does better ratings than NXT next week.
4: Uh, well, I'm just curious to know what animal bowl the WWE is going to put against it.
3: It'll be the the kitten party.
4: No, no, I think they'll have to they'll have to come up with something more adorable than that. Um, I push? don't know what, but yeah, they'll come up with some. And they'll be like, it's not counter programming. We had
5: this scheduled all along.
3: We don't care about that AEW guy.
5: We have bungee bungee jumping babies. <laughs>
3: Great!
5: Look how they giggle.
3: <laughs> and they'll have they'll have it. They'll have the uh, the the sound bite. They won't actually have the actual baby make any noise.
5: But the thing is, each baby will have their own WWE merch.
3: (laughs) Kevin Dunn will be over the loudspeaker. I need you to shut those babies up, please. Thank you.
5: You smell what I'm cooking? That's right.
3: (laughs) That's the diaper. Oh,
5: crap. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. If you can smell it, change it. Sorry.
3: Any any outside thoughts on the women's title match for uh, Sheeta and uh, Penelope Ford?
4: Mm, I thought it was good to the point that it does. It did show
3: you. Uh,
4: it to me, it showcased Penelope.
3: Yes, it definitely did.
4: Yeah, so I think it was good in that respect um, that you did actually get to see uh, her get a chance to be spotlighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that was that was. Good for her. I enjoyed it though. Don't get me wrong; I, I did enjoy it.
3: It just seems like uh, Penelope Ford, at, at least, at least this past Wednesday, felt like she was performing on her own and relaxed. Like she was, <laughs> she was vibing with with Sheeta on a good level.
4: Yeah, yeah. They uh, definitely meshed well together.
3: Yeah. So. Rob, did you have any other uh, observation of that match? Nope. Nope? Okay, cool. So then we go into the TNT Championship match with uh, the American Nightmare Cody defending against Jake Hager. And You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, This match actually disappointed me. I just... I, I don't know if if i just can't see past the the jack swagger thing or what but hager did not have a great performance in this matchup um cody seemed like he was about even. oh wow i just saw the clip of uh starks getting the elbow to the eye jeez <laughs> this is, welcome to AEW is right um with, with what are you
4: talking about with uh with the the women?
3: Yeah, yeah, where they were separating yeah. the two of me, take the stray elbow to the eyeball. Like, good Lord. That didn't hurt. Oh, no, no, that, that hurt. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa.
2: <laughs> so,
4: I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I just picked up something that says Rey Mysterio is no longer under contract with the WWE. What? Yeah, ringside news.
3: Uh, not book. that I want to, yeah.
4: Not that I want to be, you know, using anybody else. But I'd
5: be curious if that's real or not. Um,
3: hmm.
5: why hmm. would you not leave if you're Ray Mysterio? You know, they're not. So using- apparently, according to this, his contract
4: has expired and is working without any written ones, so or he's working handshake, according to this.
3: Mm. That would make sense.
4: Interesting.
3: I would think he's probably at a point where <clears throat> this feud with Seth Rollins is probably towards the end of his actual run in general. I think it's a good way to oh, close yeah. out his career. I mean, he'll... He should go over in a pretty big way at the end of it. Um is a great moment for Seth because this has actually been probably Seth's best work since turning heel is his work with, with Ray. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was been great work, but it's his best work with Ray that he's done since he turned heel.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, you get to a point when you're Ray Mysterio that what else is there, you know? Right. Exactly. And he could literally like go work anywhere because who he is. You know? I mean, literally the only two places he hasn't worked right now is NXT and AEW, right?
3: Right, right.
5: So Yeah, but I, could... I don't
3: I don't
5: I don't even know if you could count NXT since it is still WWE. Right. Well I mean like brand, I guess he's you know, he's been everywhere.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'd, I,
5: I'd have him show up on NXT just to say he was there. Right. He could get in the ring and drop like have Robert Stone come out and say, "You need to be a part of me," and he just looks at him, "Nope."
3: <laughs> so, with with Jake Hager, Cody Rhodes getting us back towards uh, going the side by side between the Bash and Fighter Fest with Hager and Rhodes. I felt like these guys had, they could have had a much better contest, a much better outing. Not that it was, like, awful. I don't want to go too over the top with that. But it it just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, And then the question becomes now, okay, not that Cody needs to be, you know, dethroned earlier right away, but I was kind of figuring that this was going to be where Cody lost the title. That would have just, this was just my thought process.
5: Um, did, did we all have that sentiment? I think we did. Yeah, I think we did too. Cause I Um, mean, you would think that they would shake it up a little bit, I guess, but mm -hmm. I mean, I don't book wrestling. I just watch it. So what do I know?
3: Depends on who you watch. If you're a, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a WWE fan, you know, nothing. If you're an AEW fan, you're most educated fan in the world. Hey, don't act like that. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on what you're reading, man. If you're on Facebook, you might be the smartest person alive. If you like WWE, if you're on Twitter, screw those guys. It's AEW all the way. Or, or it could be. Oh well, you need to be watching New Japan because clearly you've seen no wrestling. I mean, it's it's such a
4: what what caused you to turn on our glorious AEW New Japan fans like this? Yeah. <laughs> In the instant, you've turned
3: on him. You know, I got a free deal from Bobblehead. <laughs>
4: oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Coming soon, the Stan Larry Bobblehead.
3: Hey, uh, what, what would you guys say to, if you had to go head-to-head with this matchup, Would do you feel that the strap match between Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis was the right way to go?
4: Um... Again, so if I'm looking at what they've done and try and counter, 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 uh, what's that second word stand? Counter counter production programming. Yeah. thank you, thank you. If I'm going to try and counter programming, I would say yeah, because so just like you said, this this on its face with Hager and Cody has the potential to be to steal the show right in my mind and again if if I'm if we go back prior to the start of that night and I'm looking at it because yeah to me just like you said it could have been something something bigger Mm -hmm. right um so I I would want to I think put up my biggest fight right there that's where I'd want to draw the line in the sand and what better way to do it than with a strap match?
3: I mean, I would... Mm, the strap match between Loomis and Roderick Strong was actually very good. It was hard hitting. There were some some spots or some positions there that I was like, wow, I can't believe they did that. It was really good, especially for a strap match, because those can kind of be kind of wonky. Um, well, but I definitely well, I had mean, higher hopes for Cody and, and Hager.
4: Sure, and in, in, in this in this uh, instance, in your mind, it paid off for the WWE mm-hmm. because they did put it there, and they just happened to um, get lucky, and um, the, the other match wasn't what it should have been. Mm-hmm. But again, we are talking Roderick Strong, too.
3: Very true. And Loomis is no, no slouch either. Um, right. Two very good very good talents, very capable with what they do um, in showing they they had a very good showing against one another and I think that as this continues to grow for them because I get the feeling that it's not quite done yet
0: Mm -hmm.
3: so if we can see somebody team up with Loomis against the Undisputed Era, I don't think that's a bad thing
4: well, knowing the way they book. Yeah, you know give it time it'll wind up being uh, Tomasa and Gargano again
5: <laughs> so. yeah because we haven't seen that before <laughs> yeah
4: and that,
5: that yeah. normally seems to be the go
4: to to come around
5: didn't we already
3: have the last beat or heartbeat or whatever the hell it was called
5: <laughs> Um, how many times have you seen Fuge and they're like this is the last time ever yeah
3: oh, so the Randy Orton John Cena treatment
5: gotcha I'd say the Randy Orton edge treatment. Well, I
4: mean, think about it. You you have to... In order to topple the Undisputed Era, you have to put... Put up your best.
3: Right. It should be like a super group that has to do it.
4: Right. And Gargano and Tommaso would probably be one and two in any super group you formed on NXT.
3: Mm-hmm. So... Be them, Loomis, and Karrion Cross. There you go. Oh,
4: well, there you go. Right there. there Bam. Go. It's done. Bam. Next War Games.
3: Make it happen. <laughs> war Games. Put the damn roof on, by the way. How hard is Mm-mm.
4: that? Stop. Mm-mm. Put the let, roof on. You'd let them leave the roof off and call that abomination War Games.
3: No. Don't call
4: AEW, AEW's got to beat them to the punch with the top of the cage and then. Fix it. <laughs> They're going to the be like, oh, crap.
3: Fix it! I just want to yell at my screen, fix it! <laughs> I mean, because, hey, with the first War Games outing they did without the roof, it looked weird, but the match was good. Okay, I'll, I'll give them that. The second time I watch it, I'm like, um, this doesn't look right. <laughs> put the roof there. That's so stupid. Just put the damn roof there. But what do I know? I'm just a, just a guy.
5: Just, just but then a little... they couldn't do their big swanton flippy flips off the top if the roof was there.
3: And then everybody's got to lay down for a few minutes. Then two people stand up. I mean, you're right. You're right. There's a few things you got to I mean,
5: do. They can't do the whole, oh, my God, we're all sitting here in the middle of the ring. What's going to happen? Oh, look, somebody's standing up there. Let's all stand here <laughs> and look at them. Like, okay, because in real life, you do what?
3: I, I just I just wanna to say to them that they better thank God that the people actually decide, yes, we're gonna stand here and catch you <laughs> We will catch you. You know, you better be grateful that you're friendly backstage or something because that's pretty ridiculous.
4: You're ridiculous. Now move on. No you Um I wanna see if you pick up the next big thing that I believe it's the next big thing that happens on the AEW.
3: Okay, so let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, last second observations from Cody and Hager. Anything, guys?
4: all uh, right I mean I, I think it could have been better. Um. So, but you know, sometimes you just have a bad out.
5: Yeah. So. I right. I think it had been built. It could have been built for a better story arc if Hager would have won. But. Yeah,
4: I, I I agree with I, I I agree with Rob there. I, I think if Hager had walked away, uh, Victor, then they, then they could have played out better. Uh,
3: and even if, even, to me, even if Cody wins it back at a later point, I'm okay with that. I think this is what you need to do for Hager to continue his move up the ladder because that it's to, to me that's the logical progression for Jake Hager if you're going to build them like the powerhouse that I think they're trying to build them as, that, to me, makes the most sense. All right. So looking, uh, like I said, we're side by side here. Um, Loomis wins the strap match on the Great American Bash. Then it's Escobar, formerly known as El Hijo de Fantasma. Uh, okay. Okay. The- <laughs> NXT <laughs> cruiserweight champion uh, Escobar is out there with his group. Next thing you know, uh, um, Drake Maverick comes out, Breezango comes out and uh, assists him. They have a brawl. Nothing really to talk about there. Um, and then, of course, we get a backstage promo with with Damian Priest. And I think Vince has found his next Roman Reigns with Damian Priest. yes i said it 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 he literally sounds just like him oh yeah oh yeah in a promo and let me just put it this way that's not a compliment because it was very monotone and the emotion was false (laughs) it wasn't good but he's talking about Cameron grimes and i just i'm hearing it i'm like no this is uh yeah this isn't good (laughs) not his best shot
4: so they actually do a backstage segment, which I believe is going to match up to an in-ring segment for AEW?
3: Yeah, that's you're absolutely correct. So you have the in-ring segment with Escobar, and I think if, if I'm picking up where you're at, I think you and I are on the same page. That goes about halfway through the segment that I think you're talking about. And then uh-huh. the backstage comments with Damian Priest... Um, and then the the vignette with Mercedes Martinez goes head to head with the segment that I think you're talking about.
4: Wow, that is just crazy. I mean that that is counter programming like to an art. <laughs> you can almost almost perfectly line up two uh, talking segments, you know, on in two different companies, and you know, not having not be talking and setting it up. That's crazy. I wonder if that's that's a formula like the big companies have. You know, three matches in, let's give them a segment or something like that.
3: Um, dance,
5: dance, dance, talk.
3: Right, right.
5: Dance, talk, dance, talk, 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 dance. Oh, hey,
3: Vince, how's it going? Thanks for
5: joining. That was Monday Night Raw. Sorry,
3: that was. Monday Night Raw, you were not wrong on that. <laughs> Monday Night Raw had a lot of talking. Welcome back Bruce Pritchard. Thanks very much for, you know, ruining our evening with the talking. Um, okay, so
5: we go from the... I don't the... think Stan had his medicine today. Yeah, so
4: let me let me just let me hit, just go on right now and put on your war helmets because uh, the the segment for AEW was a clear shot right across the chin. What is she talking about? No fingers. What happened to her fingers?
5: Why has she got no fingers? What'd yeah, you know, now, fingers? now
4: I'm distracted. Stan's distracted. Rob's distracted. Nobody's listening to the show no more. Everybody wants to know what happens to her fingers.
5: I know. Stan's probably passed What do you want? Oh, if there's blood, he did pass out. I know he—he's quiet. I don't know what he's doing. He done hit the floor.
4: He probably he's fell on her us. finger. Yeah. <laughs> Is that
3: what Getting yelled at.
5: He probably fell on her finger and that and then passed out because he saw the blood. So, I want you to find one of them Harlequin Quinn
4: novels. You get a bookmark. You put it in there. You hand it to her, and say, "Hey." Just hang tight for about two hours. Read some romance.
3: No, keep your fingers. Anything but that. Anything don't, but that.
4: <laughs> don't cut your fingers off, because the whole world now wants to know about her fingers. Yep, including me and Ralph.
3: So now everybody wants to know about your fingers. Are your fingers okay?
4: What? Are they attached?
3: Are your fingers attached? That's not the
5: point. If you're <laughs> <trying to laughs> Damn it, you guys. Did that ring? Did, did you that ring? sucker you? me into that? <laughs> Son of a... Did... Hey. Hey, that ring you give her turn her finger green, is that why she's yelling?
4: <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Ooh,
5: you yeah, but she said plural. Fingers. fingers
4: with an S.
5: Yeah. So
4: did the ring get more than one? It <laughs> would be the question. Because you might be able to cover up that stain with a new
5: ring. But you're not going to get them side fingers.
3: Yeah. Did you that, buy that's her a,
5: ring in the parking lot at Cheats?
3: No, it was from a 25-cent vendor, and I'll have you to stay out of my personal affairs. Why are you high Hey,
5: I'm affairs? not the one yelling on <laughs> international radio about her fingers. Well, she's the one that said they yeah. were
3: getting cut off. I didn't say they were getting cut off. She said they were getting cut off. I'm not cutting off people's fingers. Well, you guys I, know me. Listen, I can't stand the side of blood. Just let you know. As, the far, as, are on their
4: way. as far as I'm concerned, her fingers getting cut off is the point. So you go back and let her know that we were concerned for her fingers, and that's the point.
3: Hey, the point is they were concerned for the safety of your fingers. And that
2: is the point.
4: All that's the point.
3: They're not being sarcastic. So they not being sarcastic. they never if, dream of being sarcastic. Is
5: that is the a problem shame. here. Is it, She's. She, She's
3: part of the family. You are yeah. part well, of the family well, now, honey.
5: Welcome. Yes, okay, so She is, is all legally allowed. She is legally obligated <laughs> to listen, so that's her problem. Yeah,
3: now. now legally you're obligated to listen. You're now one of the great unwashed. Welcome <laughs> aboard.
5: See the prop. See the thing we're concerned about is we need to make sure her fingers don't get cut off because if she slaps you. We want it to be an open palm strike with those fingers. Hey, and we yeah, don't and want not liability. like
3: a straight nub. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trying to get me killed.
5: It's not our fault you have it on broadcast, okay? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the thing I always wear a headset.
3: I, I do, but, you know, she hears everything. It's it's She's got really good <laughs> She's she's younger. Man. She hears things. I, I don't hear as well, so I don't know how loud it really Stan
5: is. is sleeping on the floor. <laughs> yeah.
4: We heard we heard about the fingers. Yeah, the... And then
5: we heard it's not the point.
3: Never gonna live and that way. Well. We heard
5: the gibberish th- just the last time. So does that mean her fingers don't come to a point? Did they already fall off? Like
3: As far as she you know, ga- no. Is she gangrenous?
5: <laughs> like like is she got gangrene? Is it getting into a claw? Like infected
3: I'm getting hassled you guys now hold on okay that looks really good that's not fair
5: (laughs) or fingers So, so I
4: would like to make sure that our listening audience in China understands that we have confirmation from Stan that the fingers look good
3: they look
5: yummy so and now Stan has gone too far
0: okay,
5: And make sure you glaze them Stan Don't, don't, don't try and salt Glaze
3: them Just glaze, just glaze. <laughs> salt, you just You're right It's going to be a true things. Virginia ham
5: <laughs> you got to watch your cholesterol You can't have salt and glaze She
3: would probably prefer I did not watch my cholesterol Because I'd be gone sooner She's looking at that insurance payout
1: I don't get any
3: insurance money. <laughs> 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 we love you, honey. It's okay. We do. But
5: we do. All three of you.
3: That's not nice. We are number one, but that's not nice. I think you're using the wrong finger. <laughs> okay, so all three
5: of you fuck <laughs> She doesn't know who <laughs> you Hey, hey, Wee. hey. We're, yeah,
4: we're, Family we're All, all the hair. You
3: can't
5: My say ass.
4: that. <laughs> Family <laughs> show. You're talking little... little.
5: You're Family talking in show. the Bible Belt,
3: Missy. Yeah, really. The Bible Belt is listening. There's people in foreign countries listening.
5: They don't talk like this in China. People. Oh my goodness.
3: I mean, there's there's people in Denmark that love us. Denmark. She's
5: making she's making people in Amsterdam blush. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
3: that that, that can't happen. <laughs> All right, let me try to <laughs> let me see what we can do here. We got to
4: yeah, bang it up, bang it up, bag it up. Taz in, in his
3: oh no engagement. no no. So so you and I okay. So we're probably behind on the yeah. So of course we see Darby Allen's skateboard vignette, proud and powerful, and private party. Can't believe I just read that tag team name. Um, I think we talked about that already, but. Private yep. Party and Proud and Powerful had a great tag matchup. Rob, did you have any last uh, observations on that? I picked the wrong winner. Yeah, we all did. Uh, we, no, I don't think any of us got our got our picks in. By the way, uh, let's see here. There was a segment with freshly squeezed and Le Champion. A little bit of a pull apart. I'm, I'm okay with that. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm liking. You, you got to right give
5: here. him on his Canadian jacket. That was that was a good jacket. Happy Canada Day. Okay. I will be looking for that jacket next time I go to Canada.
3: I can't believe you. So before we get to the main event, which was the tag team championship, AEW Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the best best friends, we get As and Brian Page addressing John Moxley and his situation. Throw it. Not guys, just his
4: situation, but addressing the wwe situation also
3: yeah that was um that was a hollow point full metal jacket kind of thing (laughs) armor piercing round shot through the kevlar chest of uh (laughs) or nxt and wwe
4: and hey uh, like so i got some more breaking news like this stuff is just like like I mean, I bring you the best news. So it looks like I don't know if this is real or not because I haven't researched it. But I just I found it and brought it up. Then we'll get back to Taz. I swear. But it appears that Sonia Deville and Mandy Rose may be going into the donut shop business together.
3: Mandy Rose, as I have found, and Sonia Deville are opening a donut shop
4: com, And I don't see no donuts but there's a lot of t-shirts. Oh,
3: she's got
4: donuts. The, the Mandy's Donuts. <laughs> that is crazy. Okay, back to Tess. Putting it out there, though. Drumming some business up for Sonya
3: and hey, Mandy. And we're always happy the to Mandy's. get a sponsorship.
4: com. Alright, back to Tess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
5: But the fingers are okay.
3: Th- that's right. They are. They're intact.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so,
5: as she hears him talk and slaps him.
3: As the matches continue to unfold, the uh, TNT title match goes on, and then as that match is coming to a close, they go to commercial in the middle of it, and then when they're, they're coming back, they announce that Moxley and Cage is not going to take place at Night 2 of Fighter Fest. But instead, will be taking taking place at Fight for the Fallen, which is
4: uh, I think the following week.
3: Right, right. And I think are they doing Fight for the Fallen on Dynamite again?
4: I believe so, yes. Okay. But don't quote me.
3: Yeah, so yeah, here we go. Uh, two weeks in two weeks from this past wednesday july 15th aew fight for the fallen so it is going to be on tnt mox will be defending against brian cage so this brings out taz and brian cage which i mean you ought to know you give taz a live mic it's it's gonna be on it's gonna be on and you better be prepared and he doesn't disappoint taz says that uh you know, he says that Mox claims he's been tested twice and that if he were to bring his ass to AEW next week in Jacksonville, he'd be tested again. and would know because they don't run a sloppy shop at AEW. And uh, <laughs> Cage is behind him doing the little bang-bang <laughs> tarts with his fingers. So uh, I guess they full-on knew they were going to take that shot. But they called, uh, they called Moxley a... Uh, you know he was like acting like he was afraid and all that and that was what they did
4: yeah that was um it, it's it's nice to hear Taz uh on the radio it takes me back to like ECW days
3: yes yes his uh his his actually his, his podcast that he does it, I don't even think it's a podcast I think it's an internet radio show and because he's broadcasting every morning um He's no no shortage of opinions, no shortage of thoughts on how things Mm. are going, and he definitely uh, presents it with a colorful flavor as he shows up in. Really, that's that's what you told me to do. (laughs) As he shows up on. uh, Yeah. I'm getting yelled at from all sides.
1: Chester, get out of
3: there. Uh oh.
1: Chester Cat
3: One and Cat Two are. Yep. Uh. Time for me to take my leave. Voice is that. One of the kids.
4: Oh, Would it be one of the kids?
3: Um, that is, actually. That's Hannah.
4: And, and that would be a door shut.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. Keep uh. your fingers in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing leaving the room? Don't do that. You know, the funny thing is she actually told me to do that, and then now she's not too. It's funny. It's all right. These are the communication gaps you run into with with young love.
4: Uh, there's nothing young about your love. Oof, You're old. Oof. Yeah.
3: You know, that's me. Some
5: things you just can't hide from, but age isn't one of them.
3: <laughs> Father time gets us all, right?
5: Yeah. Or lack of hair. Gray. Oh,
3: okay.
4: Hair. Banding waistline. Expanding waistlines.
3: Wait a second. Here, Hold on.
4: Wearing slick. Wearing, a, <laughs> uh, wearing an extra large when you should be in a 2X. Um,
2: it's a phase, man. Normal, I it was a I, phase. I, I,
4: digre- <laughs> I digress, though. Let's, let's take it back to AEW. Finish this outright.
3: So looking at... Look at Taz and Brian Cage. No, out we're in the called ring. friends. <laughs> oh, is that how you spell friend?
5: Friends don't let friends wear one size too small. Oof, oof. I hate,
3: you guys. I hate you, people, bastard. So, after after Taz and uh, Brian Cage make their statement, then we get the World Tag Team Championship match between the Best Friends and Omega and Paige. Which, sorry guys, again, we dropped the ball on the prediction on this. Almost. Almost. I think Brian might have come away with at least a half point on his prediction.
4: For Omega? Yep. Yeah. I mean, mean, listen, if you're going to be so callous, right, so callous, That you would stop playing tag with Colt Boom Boom Cabana. (laughs) If you're going to be that callous and trying to beat him up over tag, you're
3: heartless. (laughs) Jeez. The hell of a game of tag. Good God.
4: That thing's been going on for a while.
3: And they had shook hands. They were going to be buddies. Mm They made nice.
4: And then all of a sudden... Boom.
3: Nothing. so I guess we'll do it kind of in order first things first what do you guys think of the matchup uh,
4: I don't think uh, I don't think it was bad um, I think best friends might quietly be best tag team they have right now
1: best friend
4: you know what i'm saying I, I honestly think they might be the best they have right now which is a good thing
3: well they certainly could be um <clears throat> with with their showing that they had against omega and page to me again You had a great opportunity to move the titles. And I think everyone watching would have been, yeah, this makes sense. So, I don't understand the formula they go by just yet with title changes, but that's okay. I'd rather be surprised by a title change than feel it's predictable.
4: Well, I would think, though, that with everything going on, that that title change may have been in the works just for somebody else.
3: Mm, and
4: yeah. I, I can definitely see AEW sticking to their guns. Unlike the WWE, where his reports have come out that Strowman wasn't supposed to win the, the title, but because what was going on, they gave it to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can see AEW just being like, no, let's just stick it out. Just, you know, the, leave it on them until the, we get back to where we need to be, and go from there.
3: How about you, Rob? What do you got?
5: I mean it's not the it's not the result that I thought,
3: mm-hmm.
5: but I mean, like you all said, maybe their plan all along wasn't to give it to private party, and they're 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 going to give it to FTR, you know.
2: Which you know, so.
3: I mean, if if FTR comes out ahead in this in this feud, or I don't I wouldn't call it a feud yet, but in this matchup, and they win the titles, would anybody really be disappointed?
5: No, no, because we've wanted them to have belts for a while. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what company they work for; it's just they're they're a good tag team,
3: right? Right. And I think that with. With this match, what we saw was, I think we all expected it to be a good match. I don't think anybody was really surprised. Probably that's why there's not really a lot of chatter going on about how great it was because we all knew it was going to be great. Like, all of us knew, this is going to be a good tag match. You're not going to be disappointed. There wasn't any kind of shock there. Uh-huh. Now, no, I, I did... Oh,
4: ahead. go ahead. No, no,
3: no, you're
4: good. You go ahead. No, you go. You go. Okay, fine. You go.
3: One thing I will... Wait, what? No, and then. Damn it. (laughs) What I will say is this tag match did um, just like... Well, not just like, but very similar to Cody and Jake Hager. Um, And I think I've already covered it enough, but I'll say it one last time. You've you've got certain opportunities that you can capitalize on. And if you shut the door on, on Best Friends right now, how do you open that door back up later? Doesn't mean you can't. Just the question remains: How do you open that back up for them down the road?
4: Yeah, but that's that's not hard. I mean, they again. I think as a tag team, they said they're your. They have the best record so mm-hmm. far this year.
0: Yep.
4: For for however many months or whatever. Just because you you know just because you lose today, that doesn't mean you'll get an opportunity in a week from now, right? You know, and now if you look at the way it ended. With uh, FTR coming to the ring and them kind of splitting up there a little bit, it would be easy for um, best friends to get another shot.
3: No, you. I know, think you think... Can... Yeah, I think so, you are go going ahead. down that road. Go ahead.
4: Oh no, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, you know, again, you, you have certain things. They have certain things that the other tag teams don't.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: again, we have our record. You know, we have. You know, any anything else you want to throw to them, and they can make a valid argument. Um, all you, all you then would have to do too is just wait till whatever is starting to play out finally plays out, and they can jump right back into the mix. I, I I don't necessarily think that AEW is set up for like if you if you get a title shot and you lose, you go back to the back of the pack.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, they have that ranking system. Well, until they get dethroned, they're number one contenders. And as long as they're number one contenders, they should be in that title picture. Because if they're not, then the ranking system doesn't mean anything. Well, we're pushing the ranking system, so that keeps them up top. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: And again, I I think it just wasn't their time for them to pull the trigger, but it's going to happen, and that's why they're staying in in the title picture.
3: Was it a surprise for you to see when FTR came out to see the Omega that was the one, you know, not participating in the beer?
5: Um, Wasn't that his stick? Yeah.
4: Yeah, Rob's got. Doesn't he drink milk on being the elite and all that stuff? Yeah, because he's straight edge. So, yeah, yeah. that's his thing.
3: Oh, I didn't know that he was straight edge jeez. Oh, yeah,
4: you don't remember... What was, the, what was the last pay-per-view they had?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, they drank beer and... and well, no he, no. he drank milk. He, he and, drank milk, And yeah. uh, Adam drank uh, whiskey. Yeah.
4: Because
3: that's what he's doing.
4: Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah I, mean, it, it, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I can see that. That's, that's not a big deal for me, but it's more like the facial expressions. Like the pure disgust yeah you know and and i think it's going to play out and i just think that the way the they were sided up is going to be different when it all plays out again i think omega goes bad and maybe somebody ec3 comes in to round them out or something
3: well, it was interesting because it wasn't that long ago where the elite was all celebrating together in the ring, and you know it was Adam Page who was on the side, like just kind of looking at everybody, not really, not really getting involved with the celebration. Then at the end of this tag match, where it's FTR, and, where it's FTR and um, uh, the best friends. They're going back and forth, and then now it's Omega who's on the side, who's just kind of standing there doing the same the same thing. It just kind of caught me off by surprise.
4: Yeah, what? I mean, again, I, I think based off of what the the uh, being the elite from two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, where again Cabana comes in there and tries to tries to do the whole thing they've been doing for weeks. And Omega's like, if I see your face again, I'm going to, you know, beat you up. It doesn't matter where, you know, I'm basically telling them that he'll have to be transported out by an ambulance. And, you know, he's just, for whatever reason, Omega's just seems to be frustrated and everything, just everything. And then he looks at Paige and Paige Paige is like, what happened? You know, I'm, yeah. I've just been sitting here on the same couch as you ignoring you in Facebook <laughs> so that's to me it's just I, I think that's where Omega's the one
5: yeah I feel like could it be that what do you think of the angle where Omega goes you know I've tried to get y'all to kick him out he won't go so I'm gonna go join my I'm gonna make my own group hmm. you know he's like Look, look at the dead weight here. You all put up with it. I'm better than you all. I'm out.
3: Wow. How do you... How do I ask this question? How do you break up Omega and Paige?
4: It's easy. It's just an errant clothesline in the ring.
3: So like an errant shop or clothesline or something that happens to drop them, that causes them to lose the belts. Yeah. He's disgusted. I, and you
4: know... Yeah, a B trigger, the uh a clothesline, you know, it something either cleaner. one of those moves yeah, I mean either one of those moves can be hit accidentally. You know, especially if you look at uh, the way they do their finish. If the guy falls, Omega's gonna get his head taken off.
3: Well that's the thing, like because it's if if it's Omega that does the turn then it's gotta be, it's gotta be <clears throat> Omega holding somebody up, and, and he goes for the buckshot. And the guy ducks, and he gets nailed with it.
4: Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to. That's that's a, that's one way you could do it. I mean, you could straight have Page, you know, drinking and miss a tag or something, and Omega turn. You know, Omega could just turn on being the elite and, you know, really kick it off there. I mean, there's so many different ways you could do it. You have Omega short, or, uh, short tag him.
5: You know, there's so many ways you could turn either one of them bad. Yeah. You could have him storm out on being the elite, and then they're like, we don't know if he's going to show up tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they, they use being the elite as
4: um, – as like an add-on show.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So you could, I mean, you could really start running this storyline through that and then have, you know, have it play out on TV. But I think it'd be easy to turn either one of them. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, and according to uh, <clears throat> according to an interview with Kenny Omega, uh, NoDQ, com posted this where he talks about the pressure of having, you know, six-star matches. I wonder if they use that in this whole thing where he feels that he's not getting the matches he should be getting because of Adam Page.
5: I can't have six stars when I've got this guy drinking all the time. Right, right, you know? this
3: drunken goof always drinking while I'm trying to get the, get a great match out of him.
4: Yeah, well, and don't forget, too, that what late last year or early part of this year, Mm-hmm. And when, being, when he was doing on Being the Elite, he was already starting to turn more towards the cleaner persona. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think COVID has screwed up a lot of storylines. And it, probably on all the shows. And some of these are just getting pushed back to the time when certain people are going to start showing back up. You know what I'm saying? And so they probably let whatever they were going to do, left it alone for a little bit. And now, you know, they're like, okay, well, so-and-so will be back in a few weeks. Let's start, let's start doing what we were going to do and see what happens.
3: I mean, I think that with, with what we're seeing right now, it could very easily end up becoming, you know, you've got the cleaner persona that would make perfect sense. And especially as, like you said, as more doors are getting opened, as more states and more countries are opening back up, it makes good sense to see him go into more of a singles role. Which I'm fine with because I feel like Adam Page should be a singles wrestler this entire time.
4: Right. And, and honestly, of course, you know, nobody knows where Gallows and Anderson are going to wind up. I mean, we've got uh, Scott Demore on impact talking to somebody on the phone, you know, oh, it'll be great for, you know, good brothers like y'all to be around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they've already gone down that road before throwing out red herrings like that and then not come to fruition. And then on the other hand, you've got um, the Jacksons taking pictures of them in hotel rooms. Right. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? But I would imagine that if Gallows and Anderson does show up, you may very well get a club-type faction in there. And I think Kenny falls right in line with that one.
3: Yeah, I would like to see that, actually. I mean, it's with with Impact and what they're doing right now with Anniversary, July 18th, they're teasing, good Lord, they're teasing every single released WWE superstar that isn't under contract yet. I mean, there's right. three throwback, uh, uh rock star spud, there's Gallows and Anderson, Rusev, if you take the flag to be a, a Rusev tease. Um, and apparently Heath Slater says that he might be there. I mean, it's, there's a lot, but you're, you're right with Gallows and Anderson, they're teased. And then at the same time, they're, they're also friends with, I guess, the Jacksons. Um, and then of course there's also more conversation going on right now about, uh, about EC3 showing up in Impact at, under his, I guess, his new persona. Mhm. So, so
4: here, here's a question. So, we talked about it last week uh, with um, everything that's going on in Impact,
3: mm-hmm.
4: right? All the fallouts, everybody, uh, you know, being fired and all this stuff. Yeah. Right? So, I haven't watched Impact. I don't get the channel to watch it, or I would watch it. I don't know how great their tag team division is. Uh, they have the North. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the North is a, is a very good tag team. But does Impact's tag team stack up against New Japan Pro Wrestling's tag team or AEW's tag team?
3: Not even a little bit. Division?
4: Not even, right, not even a little bit. So you've just been in a company that has basically pooped on you for years. When you were at the time going into this, Mm -hmm. the best tag team on the planet at one time. right. So when you go into the WWE, you're the best in the world. Right. All right. Forget the Jacksons. Forget the rest. Gallows and Anderson were the best. And then when you leave, you're you're you know you turn into some afterthought. But wouldn't you want to go to where the tag team division is the hottest and? Take a shot at proving proving yourself.
3: I mean, you would think even if, if it wasn't that as much as it was just making money, you would want to go to the place where you'd feel the safest, would you?
4: Well, yeah, but uh, again, I, they have options, right? I I don't think it's not. I don't think it's about being safe and and that regard. I mean, I'm sure because doesn't AEW do more guaranteed type stuff? Hmm. Yeah, so I mean, maybe, maybe with the insurance because AEW I think covers some insurance stuff like that too, or something, don't
3: they? Oh, plus they're not if running a sloppy shop.
4: Yeah, well, he yeah, a sloppy shop, <laughs> but but again, if if I'm looking at where I want to go to reestablish myself, it's it's AEW as far as tag teams.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, because now you got. The Bucks, who tout themselves to be the best in the world. FTR, that touts themselves to be the best in the world. You haven't seen what all they can do. You got Best Friends. You got the Lucha Brothers. You got Jurassic Express. I mean, you have so many tag teams. Time um, for a tag team tournament? Yeah. I mean,
5: you can do all types of craziness with the tag team division now. I, I mean, could if you they- imagine them... Can you imagine them standing in the ring and they'd be like, the announcer says something like, "You know what? We've got a tag team that touts himself as the best in the world," and the F- FTR comes out, and then all the others come out, and then the, then they hit Gallows and Anderson's music. You know, like if you're not the best and I'm the best, you know what? Let's prove it. Yeah.
3: Nothing that says they can't do a Crockett Cup
5: you i bet old crockett will say yeah go ahead
3: no, absolutely uh,
5: i think vince would
4: probably well no because didn't nwa do it Mm-hmm. crockett cup
3: yeah so vince doesn't own it i mean they're doing the dusty cup why not do the crockett cup or what was it they called it back in uh, the the mid-90s the uh o'connor the pat O'Con- o'connor tournament
4: Mm, but I, I don't know if that was NWA. I just remember the.
3: It was like it was a the really big ones were the
4: the really big ones were the uh, Memorial Cups, the Crockett Memorial Cups. Um,
1: normally
4: I, like, it like I there I mean there might have been another one, but I just remember the big the the three
1: Crockett Cups.
4: So. <laughs> But you know, again, I if I, if I'm Gallows and Anderson, I want to go where tag teams is hottest, and yeah, I think AEW is pretty hot right now.
3: I mean, that just makes the most sense. I mean, if you're gonna go there, I mean, when, when I was talking about safety, I was talking about more along the lines of, you know, these are guys that quote, at least this is what they said before that they they wanted to finish out their careers and be done. And make oh sure that they God. had a good amount of money left to make. And in AEW, <clears throat> that's a safe bet. You're going to make that right. money, and you'll be done. You can retire the way you want. And I feel like I feel like Tony what? Khan. And I've know? seen a lot of this lately, and I don't know why people are why? saying this right now. But a lot of people are attacking Tony Khan, basically calling him you like are? a money man. But the thing is,
1: does it matter you.
3: If you have that kind of money and you have the ability yeah, sure. to put on a TV show that's beating what? the competition? Is it really applicable?
4: Well, but it's... I mean, you're talking... You're talking... um, People that... A lot of them don't understand, you know, the business. Mm -hmm. Right? So... why, Why should we... Trying to put this guy down when he's done whatever it takes to improve
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, the 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 life of the wrestlers so with the insurance and the the legi- you know actual contracts and they're not contracted employees and all this other bullcrap. The other one mm-hmm. tries to blow up everybody's butt. Right. Why should we put him down? So what is? So what is? You know, he's got access to a billion dollars and wants to run a company. He's running a company, and it's the second best company in the nation. Who cares?
5: Right. Well, you and know? he's been very, he's been very vocal, and Cody and all of them been very vocal. Like, you know what? We have resources, but we're smart with our resources. I mean, you looked at it. If they, if he was a money mark, honestly, he would have thrown all the money at all these people to get them there.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: When he had started hmm. AEW, he would have had all the people that said they were going to AEW. Right. He would have had all the people, like, all these people that got released from WWE. If he was a money mark, he'd have gone and gotten them all. If it was about a money, Cody would have had it. All those, all his friends signed to contracts for AEW, but they don't. They're selective of who they get. You know, I would say the money mark is back when, you know, Hogan and all of them were at TNA. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he brought in Hogan, and then we're gonna bring in Flair. I'm gonna bring in all my buddies. I'm going to bring in all these other people, and we're all gonna get a contract. We're all gonna get a payday. Like the last days of WCW. That, right there. Oh, I got a guaranteed contract? Ha ha. You know, so for somebody to say money mark, it's just because it's the age-old argument of one person loves the company and they're going to down the other one. Mm -hmm. And you see it on both sides. Instead of just seeing it as it is, as good wrestling and fun to watch. People have got to find little nasty things. It's like, just Sit down, shut up, and watch it. <laughs> and he, I'm kind of curious, too, if
4: the big guy up north wouldn't be considered a money mark because in order to make money, you got to spend money.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and he's definitely spent
3: it.
5: And he's definitely made it. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, I mean how it's... many people has he given contracts to just to keep them?
3: Right, right, and just yeah. to hoard the talent and keep them from going anywhere else. It's, it's interesting because, and to be perfectly honest with you, the person that posted it on Twitter, I couldn't tell you their handle if, if you paid me to do it. So it's not exactly like it was anybody of any kind That's so why I don't course. pay
5: attention to Twitter. Twitter right. is full of people. It's not worth my time.
3: Right, but it was. it's more along the lines of here's a show, like with AEW, here's a show that right now is the talk of the town. They are the bell of the ball. Now, whether or not they hold on to this for years to come, we hope so, but whether or not they do is really immaterial Because right now what they're seeing or forcing is change on a much more fundamental level within the industry, which can only serve to help. And if anybody had any any lick of business sense whatsoever, they'd recognize that before they start going after a guy for, you know, quote unquote, being a money mark.
4: But again, you have have too many bobbleheads Mm -hmm. that don't know... You know the business; they don't understand it right. on on a level they should understand it. You, you know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I mean, in, in so for like us, so sometimes we talk about Vince hoarding talent.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, in in one regard, it's smart for Vince to hoard the talent, right? Because that right. means that those guys can't go work for Impact or AEW, and that you know it keeps your competition down. But in the other regard, you run into what happened a few months ago, where up some natural disaster hits, and next thing you know, you're letting go of 30 people, and they're all mid to high-level talent that may come back and bite you in the butt because you know you allowed them a national platform, a worldwide platform, where... Impact and AEW, it may not; they may not have gotten that exposure. But now if they do end up on the other shows, it may come back and get you because walking in the door, they have that name recognition. So somebody that may not necessarily watch Impact, if, you know, let's say Gallows and Anderson show up and they use the names Gallows and Anderson, and it flashes across the screen or pops up on Facebook or Twitter, now this guy who didn't watch it might be like, well, Gallows and Anderson were my favorite in the WWE.
3: Mm-hmm. Let
4: me turn on Impact.
5: Right. You know, so. I
3: mean,
5: if I can even... find out what channel they are and what cable local station. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, there's even um, – there's even Theoria, public- Aces know. and Eights coming back.
4: Well, I, I... – I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that would be a bad thing, especially for Impact.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I think that could be a good thing. However, if they're smart, they wouldn't water it down like last time. You know, so if you bring back uh, Bully Ray,
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know, throw Gallows and Anderson in there, maybe a fourth or a fifth. And you leave it at that. You know, you don't need... Because I think that started to grow to 9 or 10 people. I mean, I, I think that's ridiculous for the size of a stable. Because technically, nobody should ever be able to beat that.
3: I'm in complete and total agreement with you there. I, I feel like anybody that beats a stable that is 6 people is just... That's crap. It shouldn't happen. Ever. Like, ever. Yeah. So, yeah. as we get ready to close out, two questions to you. First and foremost, and this should be an easy one. Week one of the two-week head-to-head counter-programming. Who did it better, AEW or
5: WWE?
4: I'll let Rob go first. No, Brian, you go first. No, I already said it. You go
3: first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what do we, counter, he counter- counter-programming?
3: <laughs> He's the counter-programming. like, no, no. You go first in the time slot. I'll wait. (laughs) Rob, what do you think, buddy? I think
5: AEW. um, The matches were more solid. Made more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some perks. I did like the set design and the, the old school Great American Bash feel of the set and stuff of NXT. But, you know, hopefully they'll bring it this next week. Brian, what do you
4: got? Uh, I mean, there's there's no doubt I thought AEW pulled it off. And, um, you know, even though NXT wins this week, Mm -hmm. AEW still ranks higher in the ratings, which absolutely makes no sense to me. But, um, again, AEW is, they're like the little engine that could, you know, they found this formula out when this whole thing started they stuck their course and they're pushing along and pushing along. And, you know, again, it just, it feels different than NXT. Mm -hmm. And I think the only bad thing or the only match that maybe I wasn't impressed with on a W was Hager and Cody Roach.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. I mean, even, even Jericho on announcing with, you know, the rest of them was on point.
3: For me, anyway. Yeah, I felt like uh, AEW just came out of the box. They had a plan. They executed it well. Their their matches came together. Even the matches that weren't, you know, tremendous, and there was only maybe two, um, they still did the job and kept your entertainment to where you wouldn't want to change the channel. Frankly, when you know that the show is taped, it makes you less, in my opinion, less enticed to change the channel. Anyway. Because you know you're going to be able to locate it somewhere else, or you've probably already seen the spoilers. Whereas with, you know, Fighter Fest, it was live, so you had something that was happening in front of you that wasn't going to be spoiled because you had to be there and had to see it, and that's how it felt for a majority of the night. Now as we head towards night two, even though I will say this, NXT did have some pretty good matches. It was not a bad outing for them, and. I don't I don't really get into the ratings as much anymore. I don't really believe they have that big of a bearing, but they clearly showed that they were able to keep keep the audience that they were designing to keep. Here we go to week 2, and so far so far for week 2, we've got only a few confirmed matches on each side. We've got um we got Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and we've got um, Adam Cole, and Keith Lee in a winner-take-all match.
5: So, Have you seen the spoilers for that?
3: Yes. Yes, and I didn't want to dive but so deep into that, but... But what? I've also
5: heard that they filmed two endings, so...
3: Yeah, so we don't know which one that they decided to go with, although one of them looked like it was pretty uh, extravagant, <laughs> shall we say? So I'm inclined to believe that they'll probably stick with it, even though it got spoiled.
4: Um. That? Is that all the matches you have?
3: Um, I think I have right the complete
4: now. fighter fest card right here.
3: Okay, pull it up.
4: All right, so what I see is Jericho versus Cassidy, and and so if I'm NXT, I don't know how to compete against that. And that's supposed to be match number one. Uh, Archer versus Janella, Nyla Rose versus TBA, which, for those of you that don't know, is not a new wrestler named TBA. It's an opponent to be announced later. <laughs> so it could be anybody. All right? So, and then we have uh, the Dark Order, or uh, Cole Cabana and Brody Lee, and then Stu Grayson versus SoCal Uncensored Censored. Then we have FTR versus the Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade versus, oh, I'm sorry, FTR and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. And then we have an opportunity for, once again, this whole Omega Page thing to blow up right in their face as Omega and Page will face private Party. Because private party won the match
3: last week. Uh, there are spoilers for um, night two uh, oh, night who? of uh, Fighter Fest.
4: Why? Why do you look at spoilers? Right.
3: I, I just looked up Great American can't, Bash and can not Fighter Fest. You can't.
4: You can't wait. See, this is the problem with America's
3: Oh, shut um, up. There you go. Shut up. Older are
4: people that are you face. like a,
3: a year or two older than me?
5: <laughs> Several, I think. I think probably three or four. Oh, You're ooh. talking about ooh. the demographic that's older but think they're younger.
3: Oh
4: my they,
5: god! Thank Here you, Rob. That's Rob, the one. That's You know,
4: you know, Lords of Pain must have really hurt you back Oof. when you were younger.
1: No, what they gave you
4: access to spoilers.
3: Oof. You guys are crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy,
4: man. Why don't you just go on and ruin it for everybody?
3: No, definitely not doing that. Not doing that.
4: All right, so what's uh, uh, the Great American Bash? What do we got there?
3: So, Great American Bash, we've got... We got Brizango versus... Brizango and Drake, Drake Maverick against uh, Legado de Fantasma. We got Johnny Gargano versus uh, Isaiah Scott. That actually could be a really good match. We got a street fight between Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. That's going to be boring. Sorry, not into that. Uh, Tegan Knox versus Io Shirai for the title. I'm up for that. That could be good. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee in a winner-takes-all title match. Uh, can I just say I don't understand why they're doing a winner-take-all outside of the whole Adam Cole, Adam Cole maybe getting moved up? I think I um, said that
4: last week,
3: but it's whatever.
4: Yeah, we, I think we talked about that last week, but <laughs> I, listen, so... If you don't think they're not pulling out trying to pull out big guns mm-hmm. to go against what AEW's lined up, yep. you're crazy. That's it's a stunt. Uh, you know, more or less. I mean if you look at that card, the only only match that really yep. piques my interest is Cole versus Lee mm-hmm. for winner take all.
3: You be see a, what I'm saying? It's going to be an interesting week either way. Yeah. Because I'm but, curious as to how fans will take to both
4: sides. Well, I so just like I said last week. So last week, I think there were what? Both shows were mid to high 700,000 views. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep, yep.
4: Right. So I would take that as a good week for or a good Wednesday for wrestling overall. I think that both shows are gonna start pushing that needle and you're gonna start to see both shows get up to 800,000 and 900,000 and hopefully they'll break the millions per show and it'll just be you know, it'll turn into this weird you know, it's like Xbox, PS4 Coke versus Pepsi (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It'll turn into... Yeah, it'll turn into one of these crazy little things where you're either NXT or you're AEW and you know that's the show you watch first and which is good. O- overall, it's good.
3: And you can catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show 2 C2CRadioshow.com at, our, at Rob Hefter C2C on Twitter at STRCP21 on Twitter at Grub on Twitter for all things C2C related. Brian, final thought before we sign off the air here. Who wins week two as far as ratings?
0: Mm,
4: I, I think it'll be AEW.
3: Brian says AEW. Rob. Oh, and by the way, did you put yes. those pictures up. They are all of the new Crate are up right now over c 2 Speaking
5: of spoilers. <laughs>
3: No,
4: it's, think... it's, it's been like a week.
5: You, you don't get it now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Rob, who do you got? Who do you think went the ratings? I think AEW is going to start out strong, but I think WWE, I think NXT is going to finish off strong, and NXT edges out AEW week two.
3: And I think it's going to probably be an NXT victory, simply because of the way things are trending, but I think AEW is probably going to have a better
4: so, ladies and gentlemen, what they're both saying is they were both kind enough to read the spoilers for the next week, but it's ultimately up to you to cast your votes. That's a
3: fair <laughs> I didn't read the spoilers for both things.
4: Really. Yeah, 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 stop. You know, yeah, if you haven't, you will. Something
3: to tell you, You will. That's going to do it for us here at Corner to Corner. Everybody have a great night, and we will see you next time right here at CTC Radio. Bye. Because
4: <laughs> if you read it for one, you'll read it for the other. Bye. Bye. It is true.